0: on two guys one dram we're gonna try that again without the mute mute sucks. mute sucks. so uh today we're gonna be doing old putney 12 uh and old putney was one of the first that we tried as uh as a scotch within one of our tastings and unfortunately within that tasting it uh it was very successfully. so we just finished the bottle yeah we crushed the bottle yeah um very popular amongst everyone that came they loved it it was it was something that a lot of people have looked at in the past like you you look at the bottle and you look at the name and and people that are familiar with it tend to look at it as a little hokey and they, they give it a pass and see that's the problem too right you walk across
1: the the aisle yeah. and you're you're bombarded with a ton of selection oh hundreds and now the problem is is that it gets down to a marketing game. And the problem is there's a lot of good scotches out there that get overlooked. Yep. And if you don't know, you don't know. And this one we picked up because we were looking for something in that that salty, briny profile. And it it performed. Like it just, the,
0: the balance and the sweet and salty is just on point. So uh, Old Putney, uh, 1826 is when they were established by William Putney, Sir William Putney. So uh, what's interesting about this is the the distillery itself is right in the middle of the town, which is is unique because normally they try to put it next to a river, and then they want a lot of land around them. Um, this one is is different. Uh, they they source the water externally, and it's about three or four kilometers away from the distillery itself. Uh, and and they're they're small as a as a result of being in the middle of the town. They're quite restricted I on the size dance. of the yeah. of the distillery. Um, they were shut down and in 1930 due to prohibition Prohibition. so what's interesting about prohibition is uh, a lot of us tend to think about prohibition as a north american event where in canada and and in the u.s um, we went through this phase of restricting alcohol um, but the effect on the whiskey industry was huge And as a result, this is one of the distilleries that ended up getting shut down.
1: And it's really odd, too, because during that Prohibition time, especially during the war, a lot of these places turned into providing alcohol for first aid and other reasons, right? Because they had the ability and that's how they were supplementing their income to make it through those times. Yep. Hmm. Um,
0: So a little unique. They ended up getting shut down, but then they ended up reopening in 1951. Didn't waste much time. (laughs) Didn't waste much time. So, you know, war happens. Um, they get it back open and away they go. They miss a cycle of an eighteen-year-old. <laughs> That's it, one particular cycle. So um, what's really interesting about this one is, it's it, it, they use air-dried, hand-selected ex-bourbon cask. So hmm. ex-bourbon cask is not uncommon for scotches, as uh, as a lot of you probably aware um are right next to the ocean and they have that nice brine effect you, you get a lot of it throughout the whiskey itself
1: and it's all it's amazing how the environment affects the the whiskey we've seen that numerous times that the environment and the bringing of those barrels and the exposure of those barrels to the different temperatures humidities makes a drastic change yeah sometimes not so drastic sometimes very drastic
0: yeah and and what's really um what's interesting about these guys is for the last, uh, I think from 16, 17, 18, and this year, um, they're always second place. They're never first, um, but they're always rated second silver. place. They always win silver. So they're always top. It's good for and us pucks. for price. <laughs> it's good for us in price. Um, so in Alberta, this is roughly 60 to 62 bucks. Um, and that's right about where we're paying for this. But where you're at, it could be. More or less. I've seen it as low as forty in the States and as high as eighty, depending where you're at.
1: Yeah. And I mean that's that's not bad, I think, for what you're getting out of it. I mean, it's definitely got a a taste profile. It's you're not gonna drink it super smooth, but yet it's not hot like a um a bourbon. Yep. But you know, I think it's I think it's it's cute. It's balanced, it's (laughs) cute. It's salty and sweet. i like it actually it is it's really good although it's hard for me to be introduced to a scotch that i don't particularly like but
0: well yeah so the uh the one interesting thing that you'll you'll get out of this one is you get the you get the brine you'll get the citrus and and even looking at the the flavor profile that they provide off their marketing material um are a little bit all sweet. over with that though yeah um but it's quite balanced so you've said that before Yeah. are they, they hit all the marks everything that they say this whiskey should taste like it tastes like it and you can individually pick it out
1: And people's sensitivities it. are different right Some people will pick up the smoke off the get-go some people won't some people will pick the vanilla out some people pitch a, this, um, the citrus or the brine out of it and I pick the brine and the citrus personally
0: yeah and I get the I get the whiff of smoke but it's only at the end so oh it's I it's on the finish um, yeah, you definitely get the sweet. Yeah. The sweet is on the nose, the sweet's on the palate, but it's also full, so you get a lot of it. Um, you you kind of get it, I, I don't know, it seems to dance around on the tongue a little bit. Hmm.
1: Well, I think that's probably the saltiness a little bit, because the brininess kind of mm-hmm. pushes that around a bit.
0: Well, definitely
1: um, for the price and the profile, definitely what I would consider to be um Maybe not a staple, but definitely a, a selection that will broaden your your range in your collection. So, if you happen to be a whiskey drinker, Scotch, a bourbon, um, this one will definitely flavor out your Scotch profile a little bit. Especially if you're a Highland or a Spacey, this is kind of a nice uh, a nice one, especially because it's got a Highland, but with a little bit of a salty smoke in it, which is a little bit different.
0: Yeah. Uh- you're exactly right. It's a it's a great whiskey to to have within your selection. Um, if you got a few bottles on the shelf, this is a great one to share with people. If you want to give them something that's a little unique, a little bit different, but comes from that Highland area, did you just say a few bottles? No, a few bottles on the shelf. No, oh, I understand. Not a few bottles of this, just in general. I liked where you were going with that. I know. But, I, know. Yeah. I, I agree <laughs> that you should probably have more than one. <laughs> um
1: we've had that conversation before about stacking yeah. deep not wide
0: <laughs> it's true so um with that give it a shot it's a it's a solid whiskey it's it's well rated well respected and it's uh it's a great compliment to any selection that you have
1: yeah it's silver titles well deserved yeah. thanks
0: for following um we really hope that you're going to be subscribed to our podcast and right now you can find us on TuneIn Radio, the Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Republic, and a lot more. And of course our website at uh, twoguys1dram.com. Yep. See you later. Later.